Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Rob Russ. And I'm Jamie Small. Today on the show, it's just Rob and I. As you know, over the past few months, we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. And one of the common themes that keeps coming up is that people are not as far along their journey as they anticipated or wanted. It's a rare person that you come across in life that's happy with where they currently are. Although it's human nature to keep pushing forward and to keep looking for more, it's also human nature to want all of that in the here and now much faster and right now. Today, we're going to explore this topic a little more. And by the end of today's show, you'll understand our take on it. And in the process, you'll acquire some new tools and knowledge that will help you to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. Let's get started. G'day, Jamie. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Rob. How are you? I'm really well. I'm looking forward to doing this podcast just with you and no guests. It's uh, something it feels like kind of weird not doing it without a guest. Yeah, it is weird. I, I enjoy doing it with you, and um, it's uh, probably allows me to get a couple of words in when it's just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded a monologue the other day for a different show, and I felt like it was just me talking nonstop for 25 minutes, which is what a monologue is. I'm sure the listeners are thinking the same thing with the uh, electrician's co-op. <laughs> is this guy still talking, man? What the hell? What the hell? How's business? Uh, works good. Yeah, um, everyone's busy today, which is really good. The next week is booked out as well, which is really nice. And But there's a few slots in there as well that I can sort of fit a few things in if I need to. What about the uh, the weather? It's getting colder here in Sydney. Do you do more uh, electrical work when the weather's like when you have extremes of weather? I mean, you must do that in summertime. Yeah. So with uh, lots of rain comes lots of faults um, and they're usually water related with lights and power points that are outside or wanting to get into roofs. So our service and maintenance division or area of our business gets busier and we're all it's rare that we're working outside anyway if there's any external work for external lights we usually just jump inside and do all the indoor stuff and wait till it sort of clears up but um, when we're doing switchboard upgrades we've got like a canopy that if we need to work outside we can so uh, there's no excuse and I was just actually on the phone to a landscaper on the way here and they got 30 guys and the old myth of get out of the rain or give you cold, uh, they don't follow that. So all the guys <laughs> have got nice warm jackets and they're all out in the rain. Working away, doing their thing. Oh, that's good to hear that that doesn't impact on your business at all. It impacts on my business. It just means I don't go outside, man, because it's too cold. Yeah, oh, mate. Just stay by my desk in the heater. I walk in your office. It's nice and toasty. You got the jacket on. You got the slippers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it should be. I was. We had a photo session here earlier in the day and Sue said, can you take some photos of me, please, because she wanted some more profile file pics and I said yeah sure no worries and I was doing my photography thing as as I do you know we've photographed each other thousands of times over the years and it was before the client got here so just making sure the lights right the background's right all that sort of stuff and I was I positioned her on the chair and she was sitting and she was doing that and I said cross your legs and I was taking the photos of her and I realized like I was taking photos of her in her Ugg boots <laughs> and I said, sweetheart, you better take those like, boots off and Photoshop in there. Or just cut it up above the uh, above the knees. Actually, away. I did Actually, an Instagram these- video the other day and it was a selfie on myself just um, describing some VOR cable. Mm-hmm. And I zoomed in close and I saw, saw the wrinkles under my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to like change the, um, what do you call it when you change the... You put a filter on a it? A filter, yeah. I was trying to put a filter on it. Pass it over to me. I'll fix it in Premiere Pro for you while I'm sitting here at my desk all day doing nothing other than being nice and toasty and warm. Hey, Jamie, I'm really excited about doing this show, man, because 
I've been listening really carefully to our guests over the last couple of months and what their challenges are. And I think the reason that I like to do these types of shows with you and to talk about our guests is because the guests are a cross-section of our audience. And it's really interesting to me how they're a microcosm of the audience. And what I mean by that is the people that are listening are electricians, but they're also different members of society. They're young, they're old, they're beginning their career, they're at the end of their career, they're stepping off from a job into a business. So it's really, our listeners are a full spectrum of what society is as it relates to electricians. And it's really interesting because I'm working to the theory that if the people that we're talking to are suffering from the same challenges in their business and in their life, then it's likely that our listeners are as well, because the people that we're interviewing are our listeners, if that makes sense. So I wanted to address some of those points today here in this podcast. So I wanted to kick off by asking you, Jamie, and you can ask me the same as well, but I'll I'll let you go first. What is it that is holding you back in your life? And that can be anything. And even though this is the Electricians Co-op podcast, I think that there's not much of a differential between work and life when you have a business. There is a balance that you have to try and maintain and you have to find that. But I also think that it's not work life, it's just life. So if you've got something that's holding you back, it doesn't have to be related to being a sparky. It could be something that is recent that maybe you've let let go of something and it's really helped you uh, accelerate your, your results or maybe there's something that's holding you back right now. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I think a lot of things have held me back in the past and there's things that sort of creeping in along the way. But I think the important thing is to do every day, which I'm probably not the best um, candidate to be doing, like, you know, I'm actually not doing this myself is what I'm trying to say. But you know you should be. That's I know the point, I should right? be, yeah. And it's like I get into a bit of a, a routine of doing it, then I stop doing it. But it's writing things down and holding yourself accountable because it's quite easy to set goals and they go in the top drawer and you ignore them all year. Then you get to the end of the year and you've just, I wouldn't say wasted a year, but you sort of, you haven't held yourself accountable all year to those goals. Um, and I listened to something the other day. I was remember Michael Johnson, the Olympic runner. Yeah, so he was at one the point cheat. the fastest. <laughs> I don't know if he was a he cheat. Was a cheat he, wasn't I don't he? think you got pr- no. I don't think no. you got tested positive to anything. But anyway, anyway so I don't. So he was at one point the fastest man on the planet. He was. He was getting. He was interviewed not long ago, and they said to him, "So can you tell us about goals and how who taught you how to be goal orientated?" And he said, "Well, no one really taught me. I remember." Growing up, I went into a supermarket with a list and I went in there and bought everything on that list and I was out of there in five minutes. Whereas if I went into the store without a list, I'd been there for 20, 25 minutes going down the aisles, you know, just searching for things that I may not want. So he decided to implement that into his athletics career and that came down to goals. He wrote down his goals and he wrote them down one at a time and he went through them and you checked them all off. Exactly the same as a list. I think it's important you've got a list, which in electrical or life is goals, and to follow those and hold yourself accountable daily. And I always say to myself, what's one thing I can do today to move my life and or business forward? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I I love the intentional nature of a list of any description, whether that's a checklist for a job or a checklist for your life or just a daily checklist that you have for yourself. That's a, it's a Tony Robbins thing actually is he says to be more intentional about what it is that you do yeah. in your life and you have better outcomes. I went for lunch the other day for, with a, uh, with a friend and I set the intention and the tone for the thing, not to listen to her complaining about what was going wrong in her life because 
as a rule of thumb, I, I would be a sounding board for her uh, to do that. And, you know, as the men listening to this podcast and the women would, would attest to as well, that when a woman is talking to you and complaining about something, she doesn't want you to solve the problem. She just wants you to listen to her, right? So I set the intention of not trying to solve any problems for her because she's not my partner. She's just my mate. And she tells me about all of these things that are going wrong in a business and all this stuff that's going bad. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Just trying to be a good, I was trying to be a good podcast host, right? Mm -hmm. And then ask better questions. And in the end, I said, "Oh, that's uh, that's all good." How do you feel about all of those things? I sort of love that. I I just went with a feel, (laughs) felt, found thing, right? And that worked pretty well. And then at the end of it, I asked her because she had this big giant bitching session, and I asked her, "Okay, so tell me about some good things that are happening to you instead of all the bad things, because that's like maybe." 3% of your entire life and your world, but you're focusing all all of your attention on it. So tell me some good things that are happening. And then she went and really told me about some fabulous things that are happening in a business, a business accelerating, getting great results for our clients, all of these really, really good things. And it kind of left me, I got in a car and left there after a couple of hours, after a few beers and and lunch and whatnot, midweek, it was kind of nice. But I thought, ah, that's that's what happens when you set your intention. Mm. But normally I would just go at life just on autopilot. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd pop in and just say good day and have a beer and eat a burger and go home and not really think anything about it. But when you're more intentional about what you do, everything from something social like that to your life as an individual, I think that's that's something that will really accelerate your results. Yeah, 100%. And that comes back to your goal setting as well, I suppose. Every, everything you do in your life, you got to look at, is it moving me towards my goals or away from them? And if it means going out on the drink or you know whatever it might be, that's probably moving you away from your goals. Yeah, those beers were definitely not moving me yeah. towards my goal on a but Tuesday. saying that though, everyone has choices. And I was speaking to someone on Instagram the other day about oh, how I'm lazy and I don't like getting up on time and all that sort of stuff. It comes down to choices. Everyone has the same, I think, when you, the alarm goes off at 4.45, I don't know anyone that goes, can bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, man. Get up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a battle. Oh, it is. But it's still a choice to get out. And I said to Rob off you off air before, Rob, regardless of what happened to you in your part, in your early life, whether it be your childhood, problems with your parents or whatever, it's still up to you in that moment to make your choice to get out of bed or go to the gym or, you know. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's yeah. a choice. To react to that no argument. excuse. It might, I don't know. Like I've. <laughs> I still do the wrong thing all the time, but I'm trying to be better all the time. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, that's the hard thing about it, right, is you know all of these things and you're intentional about all of these things, but you still often make the wrong choice. And you're fundamentally flawed as a human being. That's just – that's the nature of the human experience. You will make mistakes. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to be aware of it rather than making 100 bad decisions. You go, I made a bad decision. I can't – I want to learn from that. I don't want to make that decision again. Yeah. Try and not make it again. It's just a compounding effect by making the wrong decision over and over and over again. You fast forward to 20 or 30 years in your life, and you're like, oh, how did it end up here? Mm. It's through the choices you made for the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah. You just got to make the right choices more regularly. I've got something to say that might be uh, fairly profound for the listeners in the next segment about that. Um, And I think there's a couple of tools that I've kind of embedded into this podcast that I wanted to share with people, which I think will be really useful for people. So looking forward to sharing those as well. That's really good stuff that you share in there, Jamie. Is that something that you um, help your kids with and share with your kids? I I never grew up with it. I had um, a schizophrenic mother and an alcoholic father, so I didn't have the best upbringing. So I pretty much had to create the own man, the man that you're seeing in front of you now. But I say to my kids, I'm like, I never had that opportunity. So I suppose you are lucky to have someone like 
my myself and my wife that want to create amazing men that I know you can be. So um, yeah, it's 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 enlightening to know that I can do that for them. But at the same time, it would be quite easy for me to go. You know what? I'm a bad parent because I had bad parents. That's easy. It's easy to do, and it's a really easy excuse. And people go, "Oh yeah, fair enough." Well, that's the choice you've got, isn't well, that's it? That's a choice, or, or I use that as motivation to go. You know what? I don't want my children to ever feel like that again, or feel like I felt. So this is, you know, this is how how much I love you and how much I I want you to have a really good future. Actually, the other day I was we had a bit of an argument with the kids about bloody iPads, about batteries or whatever. And I said, boys, when I was growing up, we were that poor. We couldn't afford toys or we rarely got toys. I used to cut the – I used to get the Transformers colouring in book and cut out the Transformers and play with the paper. And my seven-year-old just goes, oh, Dad, that's so sad. (laughs) I'm like, well, look how lucky you got motorbikes and you can do whatever you bloody want. And on the back of that – it wasn't that long ago, actually. Um, you know, when you say to your kids, you don't realize how good you got it, and they don't, because if they've got a really good life, they don't know what it's like on the other side. So anyhow, they were bitching about another iPads again. Anyway, it was probably 6 o'clock at night, and I said, boys, you don't realize how good you got it. And I thought, you don't. All right, get in the car. So it was like 6 o'clock, they were in their pajamas, and we drove out to Claymore because I was brought up in Bradbury. That's like is- not nearby. No, it was about, I think it was about an hour. So, mm. and they had school the next day. So, we've driven out to Claymore, just sort of let them see the unfortunate way that some people have to live. And we drove past the house that I was brought up in. And I, saw, I told them a few stories. I'm like, oh. Anyway, we pulled up at this house and it was really run down. There was like burnt up cars and rubbish all out the front. Anyway, the boys were in the back and I said, pulled up and said, all right, boys, grab your sleeping bags. We're staying here tonight. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the look in their face is like, I don't want to get out. I didn't even want to get out of the car. <laughs> and the, so anyway, we drove home and I said, boys, now you know how good you've got it. They're in, a good lesson. They're important lessons to understand as a young person in the theme of this podcast of what's holding you back. And it seems as you're going through those things with younger children like that, you kind of like question yourself sometimes as well. Because I know that I did, you know, some of my behavior maybe wasn't as good as it could have been as a parent. And maybe I shouldn't have done those things or said those things. And often you have regrets as a parent, but I also feel like what you're doing is setting the, the foundations of something really special and actually pretty magical when they become teenagers. So fast forward into the future when your kids are 14 and 15, like my daughter is now, and my uh, my boys um, are their men, they're 19 and 20. So just leave those aside for a sec, but just talk about my daughter so I did similar things with my daughter like that because it just feels like she's an only child. She's spoiled. She's got all of this. You know, the others are grown up and gone and all of that type of thing. But she comes to me with these questions and she talks to me about things that teens would otherwise not talk to their parents about. So we have this fantastic relationship and she tells me about her boyfriend. She tells me about her friends smoking and vaping and taking drugs and drinking and all of these things. And at some point, I realized that what you've got to do is give your kids enough information and let them go into the world. Mm. And we just we just set a bunch of rules around it. You know, we've got a creed that we live by. Never tell a lie. Always do the right thing and help other people. Yep. And there's no such thing as current cold or sharks. What is it? That's what? No such thing as can't cold or sharks. What does that mean? Never tell me you can't. Never tell me you're cold. I don't care. I'm not interested <laughs> in it. Get in the water. There's sharks. No, there's not. That's a Navy thing, right? So I put that in there for a bit of fun. And that really helps her to find a little bit of balance and it grounds her really nicely. And at some point, I, I don't have much of an influence on her anymore. 
So now she comes to me in a different way. She's not asking mm. for help anymore. You know, when she's asking me for uh, for some money or for a new pair of shoes or some clothes or something like that, it's always a really pleasant experience for her because yeah. my experience of that when I was growing up was the complete opposite. Mm. And it's not that my parents made it unpleasant for me. I was always reluctant to ask. So I, I always felt like I went without because I couldn't yeah. ask because I was going to be scolded for it. Even though I never was scolded, I always felt like I was about to yeah. be. So I've been very deliberate in the way that I've brought up my daughter and I've been more mindful of, the, of my behavior and my words and my language and stuff like that. And what you're doing now with your young boys like that sets an incredible foundation yeah. for an amazing relationship later on. I was going to say that. It's a credit to you, Rob. If you've built that foundation with your daughter, she still can come to you as a teenager and ask you those things because a lot of girls, I would imagine, wouldn't do that with their dad. She came home and told me about – and I'm a little bit of a scary dad too – like her friends are like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the army haircut or the attitude or the deep voice or something. I don't know. Her friends are like, oh, your dad's scary type thing. But she told me she was all chuffed about having a boyfriend and stuff. And I encourage her to have a boyfriend. I think that's cute. That's, that's nice for teenagers, right? Yeah. And she came home one day. She was so smitten, man. She was so happy with herself. And I said, got something to tell me, honey? She goes, I got my first kiss, dad. <laughs> and it's just like the cutest thing How in the whole that? world. Yeah. It's just like one of those, one of those pivot points or tipping points really in somebody's life where life will never, ever be the same yep. ever again. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And, you know, I like to think that I'm positioning her. So we always say to our kids, you can be, do or have or whatever the hell you want in this world. There's nothing holding you back. And in the spirit of this podcast, you know, our parents had probably said that to us at some point when we were maybe little, all parents say that to all kids, but how come you're being held back in your life now? What is it? What is yeah, those things? I think the one thing that parents don't tell their children, yes, you can have whatever you want, but the thing in between where you are and where you want to be is work. Hard work, baby. Hard work, yeah. Hard work. So, and a lot of kids these days maybe aren't brought up with that. So I'm particularly hard on my kids to work hard and, you know, if you want something, go out and get it. I also if you want something, ask for it. I always, yeah, that's a big one there, right there. You've got to, you've got to speak up. You've yeah. got to ask for it and don't, and I, I tell my daughter, don't not ask because the worst thing that can happen is I'll say, no, not right now. Yeah. Or maybe no, for whatever reason, mm. but she's very forthcoming like that. And whenever she asks me for something, I'm always really surprised. And it always leaves me thinking, she never asked me for anything. And I think she never asked me for anything because she doesn't want anything. Yeah. She doesn't need anything. Yeah. The other day she went out with her friends on the weekend and I said, oh, do you need 20 bucks? She goes, no, I don't need any money for anything. And the other girl's got money anyway. I said, oh, we'll get them to buy you lunch then. She goes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the asking the question thing, it gets easier. It does. The more you ask, and what's the worst I can say is no, and it relates to business as well. If you want work from somebody, ask them. Yeah. If you hit up a builder or you want a cheaper rate from the wholesaler, just Bloody ask them. What's holding you back? Yeah, no, just ask. Sorry, mate. No, just I suppose it's how you ask is an important thing because yeah. that come, can come across as confronting. Um, but if you're asking, you know, a civil way, what's they just say no and they'll probably respect the fact they ask and you've planted your seed as well that you want to work for them or you want a discount. Or you're available. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're available. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing, isn't it? I like, I like that a lot. So what keeps you thinking small, Robert? A lot of things. <laughs> like what? A, a, lot of, a lot of things. In, in the spirit of what we're talking about today is we're talking about what has been holding us back and what has held me back in the past. And what I wanted to do was give the listener the gift of going second. So what I'm going to do today is share the things that have been holding me back 
And you might hear these things and go, oh yeah, whatever, that's not really a big deal. Or you might hear that and hear a bit of yourself in it as well. But what I want you to take away from what I'm about to share with you is to be more mindful about what you spend your time on. Because what you spend your time on really matters. Because the only thing that matters is here and now. Yeah. Not what happened to you, not what your mum or dad said to you when you were three. You know, that might affect you now as an adult, but it really doesn't happen now because that's happened yeah. and nothing is happening to you. Everything is happening now. Yeah. So you've got the here and now. So one of the things that has been holding me back and I only realized this recently was I guess a large percentage of my time, part of it is from being in the military and having a bit of an analytical mind is a bit of a news junkie. And I, I really enjoy the news. At one point, I even considered a career in politics because I was asked to go and stand for pre-selection down in Canberra. Um, so I considered actually doing that. And, you know, when you when somebody asks you to do that, you really have to have a look at yourself and take stock of yourself and ask yourself, what is it that you stand for? What do you believe in life? And that kind of accelerated my news junkiness, if that makes sense, because what it did is it forced me to, to focus on uh, issues that people were interested in. But in looking at issues people are interested in, it creates a whole bunch of outrage and anger within you as a human being. So the news has an agenda, and I think we all know that. And the agenda is to get you talking about the news and sharing their articles, because the more you share and talk, the more clicks they receive, the more clicks they receive, the more ad revenue they get. It's a pretty simple model, and most people understand that that's how modern news works. And good news stories about fluffy Labrador puppies and tiger cubs only get you so far. Yep. Bad news stories are what create angst and anger and frustration and outrage. And sickness. And sickness. Yeah. And I just had spent, I just realized I'm spending a lot, I'm spending a percentage of my life, uh, an important percentage of my life focusing on things that just don't matter. It doesn't matter. Bro, you're, like you're looking at me surprised with high eyebrows and white eyes, but it doesn't I think matter. it's good to be aware yeah. of what's going on in the world, yeah. but not flooded with it daily. Mm. Like I walk, I think I spoke to you about it before, like in the mornings, alternate days, I'll walk along Esplanade with my AirPods in and listen to my affirmations along the water where I work, uh, sorry, where I live. And I'm walking on the Esplanade at five o'clock in the morning and I can see in – it might be a dozen houses with their their lights on, and the, the first thing they turn on is the TV, and I can see through the window it's Corona. Straight, first thing in the morning, yeah. Like, surely there's something better to put into your mind at, at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning than bloody oh the latest Corona outbreak and all this rubbish. I don't think I, w I was doing it, and I definitely wasn't doing it like that. The yeah. first half of my day is always fitness, health, and personal development. But there's a percentage of my day, usually at the end of the day is where it would happen, where I would sit and just watch hours of news reports. And really? a lot of it was related to learning to be a more effective speaker and watching how politicians communicate a message and when you watch closely at the way that they actually do that, journalists will ask them a question and the politicians have talking points for this week. And if you watch it closely like I have, they talk about the same thing day in and day out if you watch the same politicians because I was offered that, hey, come and stand for pre-selection. Like, how do I behave? What am I going to have to do? I'm going to be a tiny cog in a massive engine. How do I have to behave? And just by looking at what those people are doing, that's kind of a reflection of what I'll have to actually go and do if I stood for that and, and went and behaved like that. Is that what I really want to do? And geez, over a, 
over a period of time, I came to recognize that this is just not serving me. And the other thing that was not serving me is my military career was over in 2002, a long time ago. And I was a bit of a news junkie while I was in the military because I'm like, where's the next fight we're going to? Where's the next place we're going to? And you just want it to blow up somewhere so you can go and do, do your job and go and kick in a door and do what you do as, a, as an infantry soldier or as a sailor in my case. And so I used to follow the news a lot and the, and the role that I had in the Navy, just the, the type of role, the type of equipment that we used to play with on a warship, you know, electronic warfare, anti-submarine warfare, anti-surface warfare, anti-air warfare, all of those things. So you develop like this really niched and nuanced skill set and ability and this analytical ability to look at the enemy. What have the enemy got? What have I got? What have we got? And this is just an arms race that has been going on as long as human beings have been around. And I find myself looking at and listening to things to do with war and combat and death and destruction constantly. And I realized recently, what I'm actually, what is it that I'm looking for? Why are you doing this? And what I realized is I'm looking for the next atrocity. I'm looking for the next worst thing to hear about it. And I spent a lot of time over the last couple of years listening to the Jocko podcast. And the Jocko podcast is about leadership through the lens of war and more often than not through the lens of atrocity. And I, I deliberately juxtapositioned this the other day where I, I said to myself, this morning when I go for my walk, I'm going to listen to a Jocko podcast. And tomorrow I'm going to listen to something that's the polar opposite mm. of what I hear today. So here I am at like literally at 5.30 in the morning, putting my shoes on, getting ready to go, scrolling through the Jocko podcast. And I just went flick with my finger and I stabbed it and I stopped. You know what it landed on? What? The Armenian genocide. <laughs> Bro, I put that in my ears, walked out the front door. And the first thing there he's reading is a poem about the Armenian genocide and what they teach the kids at school about what happened. And if you've never heard of that, it is an absolutely appalling and horrendous story. And I listened to all two and a half hours of it, whatever it was throughout the day. And was I cool? And then throughout the genocide, excuse me, throughout the podcast, him and his mate, Daryl, they're talking about how what happened in Armenia had happened again later in the 20th century. And they were talking about Rwanda and the genocide in Rwanda, how 100,000 people hacked each other to pieces with machetes. And you know, in my mind, in on reflection, what I said to myself was, I've never heard a Jocko podcast about the Rwandan massacre. I wonder if he's got one. And I said to myself, what are you doing, man? What are you doing listening mm, to that? How right. does that serve you? How does that help you? And I have this really dark, dark streak inside of me, this dark side of my personality that kind of, I don't know if I, I like it. What I do is I make an excuse for it by saying, you need to face into it and lean it and look at it and lean into it and look at it. Because if you don't know about that part of human history, well, then- you're functionally inept and you're allowing that to potentially happen again. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that, eh? But I realise that that's yeah. a mistake too because that happened, the, the genocide of the Armenians happened in the late 1800s, but then it happened with the Jews, it happened with the Russians, with Pol Pot. It happened a, a, you know, a dozen more times in the yeah. 20th century. Just yeah. because it happened again yeah. and we forgot about it doesn't mean it's not going to happen yeah. again. So I realised my thinking was all wrong, man. Yeah. It's all wrong. So I've detached myself bro. yeah 100 like you look at that two and a half hours you spent listening to that it's not i wouldn't say it's right it's good to be aware of it like it's good history it's interesting it stories be a five minute segment yeah. rather than two and a half hours of listening to the details and obviously history is an important part of humanity however being aware of it's important but it's almost like polluting your mind with all this negativity it's a, it's who you become 
And and I I really been questioning myself in the last couple of months about not so much who I've become, but who do I want to be, mm. and how is that actually serving me? And what I recognised was it's great to have incredible knowledge about history and to be able to know those things because those things are interesting to me. That's stimulating to me, right? I like that. But it's actually not advancing the cause of my life. And to your point where you said earlier, you know, everyone's got a choice. And if I choose to do that, is it moving me closer to where I want to be in my life? And what I recognized it was that's a big fat no, man. That's a big fat no. I suppose you look at you fast forward 10 years, if you're doing that every day, you're going to be a different person than if you're listening to self-help in the morning for two and a half hours. Well, if I was a, a different person, a history professor at a university or something like that, well, then maybe it's relevant because yeah. I've got to tell the students about it or something like that. Yeah. But the reality is the thing that has been really holding me back in in my life is not so much the, the negative content and the media and all of those things. The thing that's been holding me back when I kind of narrow it down and I boil it all the way down to its very crux is I just haven't been mindful about those things. What I've been doing is doing those things on autopilot without realizing. Yeah. So my question to the people that are listening to this is, what what is it that you're doing on autopilot that you don't realize yeah, that you're it's doing? It's a habit. Oh it's, my God. It's purely a habit. I think, you know, actually, actually I'll go a little bit further and say it's actually an addiction Yeah. because I'm looking for the next worst thing because it doesn't matter what you tell me about what happened to the Jews in the Holocaust or the Armenian genocide, I'm not shocked. Mm. I'm just like, oh man, that's terrible. But I, I have no feeling around it, no anything around it. And there's been a few things that have been desperately shocking to me. Unit 731 in Japan in the Second World War is just some of the most horrendous evil, evil truly does exist. And that messed with my head for probably two or three weeks. Almost had a bit of PTSD from listening to a stupid podcast because yeah. of what it was. And it just, just doesn't serve you, man. To yourself, like you, yeah. you can control your future and you can't control the past. Yes, it, it's happened yeah. and it's tragic that it's happened, but you can't change it. Yeah. And I often say to people, you know, you've got this cause here, you want to change the world, but there's bigger and better people out there than us. You know what I mean? So there is. Just live your life how you want to live it rather than trying to change the world. You know what I mean? Or you can change it. You can change the people around you rather than the world, I think. So when I came to the realisation about what's been what's been happening and, and what I've been doing, um, I, I recognise that this is a problem for me and this is a problem in my life. So I've been working pretty hard every day to kind of extract myself from this. I painted myself into this corner, mm. uh, but the paint's dry, so I can just walk straight out of that corner. It's not really not really a big deal. But if you're listening to this and, and you've got some sort of addiction like I had, like that, to negative news media, uh, maybe just have a little look at yourself and see if that's serving you or not. Mm. Totally. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. Now, if you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this podcast with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op. We want to help more people to break through to the next level in their career, their business, and their life. That's some pretty heavy stuff that I'm talking about there. So I want to give you the other side of the coin and share with everybody here 
my philosophy and my thoughts around how I look at life and how some of these things I'm about to share with you have really changed my view and how they've really catapulted my progress. And these are the things to I've without realizing I've been held back by all of this negative news media, all of these genocides and all of this stuff that I've been hanging on to and reading about and listening to. And what I'm about to share with you are the tools that I used to get myself out of that. And this is a bit of a, a self-help thing. I think if I had have just said it to you, Jamie, and you said, don't do that, it probably would have been enough. But I'm glad I went on this journey and I discovered it for myself because sometimes no amount of telling somebody actually helps. You can tell me to you're blue in the face, but it's not going to help because I'm just not going to listen to you because I'm not ready to hear it. And it wasn't until I, I got there and I recognized that I had a problem and this addiction that I solved it. So what I'm about to share is nothing religious or spiritual, although it could have that connotation, but it's not intended in that way. It's purely rational and it's factual. So here are the four rules that I've taken on myself and hopefully, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, that you'll get some benefit from this as well. And I'd love to hear your rules as well. I'd love to hear the creed that you live by and, and how, you, how you approach your life. So the first one I've got is this, you exist now. You always have existed and you always will. You're an eternal being. So there's no getting out of anything. So there's no looking away from anything. There's no, you're not getting out of it. So just get on with it as much as you don't like it. Number two is everything is here and now. Number three is the one is the all and the all is the one. So that could have a religious or a spiritual connotation for you if, it want, if you want it to, but that doesn't really have that for me. And the fourth rule is that everything changes except for the first three rules which I think is an acute way of looking at it. So for me, when I discovered these things and I, I read about these things, I felt like they were really grounding and guiding principles to live by. And I realized and recognized that what I was doing and my behavior just wasn't serving me. So these things are really simple to understand and they're easy to remember. So that's why it seems to work for me. So let me close out this part here before I hand off to you, Jamie, and get your thoughts on it. I, I want to say that we all know that we're, we're conscious beings, right? And I often think that we're not very mindful of our behavior and that is what is holding us back. And I wanted to say that again, just to reiterate that point, because I've said it a few times here already, because I think you just operate on autopilot. So what I've done to stop myself being mindless and being a bit more mindful, if that makes sense, is I created a, a rule around how I carry out my day. So those four, those four points that I just mentioned, they're kind of the, the creed and the overarching thing. And this is the practical rule that I use on a day-to-day -day basis that helps me remain grounded and moving towards what it is that I want. So I believe in something that you might not have heard of before, which is synchronicity. Yeah. So another way people say that is they believe in the law of attraction but I don't so much believe in the law of attraction. I believe in more in synchronicity. And what I mean by that is everything will show up at the time you need it to show up. And if you're in sync with things with your life, things are really easy for you. And if you're out of sync, which I've been out of sync for a long time, then things are really hard. Life is hard. Work is hard. Money is hard. Relationships are hard. Everything is really difficult for you. And the reason that's really difficult for you is because you're not in sync with who you really are. And that was holding me back. And all of that negative stuff that I'm putting into my mind was holding me back. So as soon as I've let go of all of those things, I've had these incredible experiences. 
But I think that all human beings have had the experience of being in sync where life is easy and also being out of sync when life is really hard. And I know the preference that I have. I know the one that I prefer because life is meant to be easy. It's meant to be enjoyed and business is meant to be easy and enjoyed as well. And when you're in sync with those things, that really does come easy. Okay. So the rule that I use on the, on a day-to-day basis to keep myself in sync and to keep those things coming to me that I need at the time that I need them is to follow my passion and follow what excites me to the best of my ability as frequently as humanly possible with no insistence on the outcome. So I don't, I'm not, I don't have, I just do it with no matter what's going to happen. So what do I mean by that? And how can you use that in your daily life? So this is the tool that I want to share with the listeners. It's really as simple as this. Think of the last time you were doing something that you really loved to do. You did it for three or four hours and you looked up at the clock and you went, oh my God, three hours has gone past. That felt like 30 minutes. Sometimes when I'm recording a podcast, we'll be two and a half hours into this bloody thing and I'll be like, oh man, we could just go all day, couldn't we? Because you're in sync with the conversation, you're in sync with the message that you're trying to communicate. So in simple terms, being in sync and following your passion and doing the things that you love is related to those things that seem like you could do them forever and they take no effort and they're effortless for you. And what that does is you'll derive huge enjoyment for that. And in the process of working on things like that, what you'll do is you'll free up space in your life by letting go of all the other things that are in the way of that passion. So what is it that I'm doing that's stopping me or preventing me from doing the things that I absolutely love to do? Well, that negative news media, all of those other things, they're the things that have been stopping me. So now that I'm on the other side of that, I just feel incredibly good and incredibly relieved. And I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that, Jamie. Yeah, Rob, that was pretty deep. Um, I live by something pretty simple, you know, I wouldn't go as deep as that for me. And I've been on quite a- uh, Been on a journey yourself. Yeah, pretty, like my journey's sort of tr- probably one one style of my journey finished at 27 and a new one began, which was enlightening for me. And I'm glad it happened when it did, because if it didn't, I would have been down a very different and ugly path. So I'm glad it- uh, I went on the path I did, but I live by a few simple rules and it's just like my top five things are like health, family, relationships, business, and money. And I look at all those five things and my goals are if every decision I make, is that decision moving me towards making that element better or worse? So like, for example, last night, the wholesaler had a origin night on and like all the electricians were invited, there was food, there was, you know, there was prizes. And I thought, is this going to bring me closer to my goals or further away? And I thought, well, okay, well, it's moving me further away from my family because I'm not there. However, it gives me an opportunity to network. So it actually works within that, those five, three, those five things. Um, so there, there was a benefit for that rather than just going out on the piss and just getting blind for no reason. Yeah. Um, that's not networking because, you know, once you've had too many beers, everything's forgotten and you say things you probably don't mean and you do <laughs> things you probably wouldn't usually do, hence why I don't drink as much anymore. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty simple, Rob. Like I don't I don't take things too seriously. I Like I said, the d- daily I'm obsessed with self-help and you'll never see a newspaper, the radio on or the news in my house ever. And if my kids see it on, they will, like my, if my wife's as good on as background noise or whatever, they'll turn it off and put something else on. Um, so I think what we're doing consistently is making me better, hopefully. 
I slip up at times. Like I'll have an argument with my wife and I look back and go, was that moving me towards my goals or away from the mental? I'm like, okay, that was moving me away. So I need to work on that. So I'm very aware of what I'm doing wrong and I do do wrong things a lot. That, that's um, been my problem. Yeah. I've just had no awareness yeah. of what I've been, because I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. I'm not causing conflict or I'm yeah. not having an argument yeah. or a fight with somebody or, and, and it's not affecting anybody else. But it has a compounding effect oh my on your God. life. Man, you know yeah. how much, you know how much time I've got as a result of yeah. not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And I suddenly rediscovered a whole bunch of things, a whole swath of things that I've forgotten about in my life that I actually really love. And, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. If yeah. you remove something that's not serving you, something else will go back in there. Yeah, exactly. Just put something back in there that serves yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. Swap it over. And like back to on a Friday, Saturday night, I don't really go out. So we, we watch a family movie with the kids and my wife and I like to watch a movie together on a Friday, Saturday night. And we've made a conscious decision. It's all violence and action and just killing and drama. We're trying to watch movies that are enlightening or inspiring rather than just watching something, you know, about a murder or a war or whatever it might be. So It's crazy made, because they're the most popular things that are know, out there. I don't know why they're so yeah, popular. It's popular. It's insane. Like you you look, you watch an hour and a half of people getting killed. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, is that moving me towards my goals or away from it? I'm like, it's away. So I'm very, very conscious of that. And like I said, I do slip up at times, but I'm so aware aware of the mistakes I make and I do make them over and over again at times but I'm aware of them and I'm always trying to improve on it day in day out like there's times when like this morning like I got home um, at 11 o'clock last night after the footy but I actually had to go to a job pick up a chaser drop it at the office then get home so Gosh. I got home a little later and I got into bed and my wife and kids are asleep and my alarm went off at 445 I'm like oh fuck really yeah. <laughs> I just I was battling I'm like I was I never hit the snooze button, so I actually reset my alarm for 10 minutes past five, and I got up and went for a walk and had my AirPods in, and it was a really good start to the day. So I still got it done. Like, I'm not that regimented to the minute. I have to do this, have to do that. Like, there's some tolerance in there of as course. long as I get it done. Yeah. yeah. Like if I don't go to the gym four days a week, like Monday, um, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, as long as I get the four days done because, you know, life – just life Every yeah. and again yeah. throws curveballs at you so mm. you just got to adjust rather than go you know what i only got there through i only got there monday tuesday sunday double up on sunday yeah it's not a big deal yeah, right go for a walk in the arvo sure. and go to the gym in the morning yeah yeah yes. so back to what you're saying you know i'm pretty i'm pretty casual like that but i suppose my wife would disagree and go you're pretty regimented um i just like things done a certain way and i just like i said all the time i believe in consistently doing those little things consistently all the time and like with my vision board, my affirmations and my self-help and speaking to you, Rob, and obviously listening to your story obviously motivates me. And I just think if I fast forward 10 years, that's got to be good for me. Of course it is. Yeah. And it's I better suppose, than listening to Sky News, bro. Totally. And I suppose <laughs> the people you hang around as well, like I've got a, a number of different circles of friends and I hang out with some more than others purely for the fact that I feel like I'm uplifted by a certain group, but not so much by the other group. I'm yeah. not, it's not that I'm not friends with them anymore. I just sort of limit the time that I spend with them. One of the things that I've learned to do in the last couple of weeks is I've been doing a whole bunch of work around things that I'm just not enjoying. And I come back to that core statement that I said before, am I following my passion when I'm doing this? Because 10 minutes of doing it feels like nine hours. It's like an entire workday because it's so painful, right? Some things are just like pulling teeth. But often in this life, man, you know, I, I can't avoid this. The clients paid me to do this. I've actually got to go and get it done, whether I like it or not. I've taken the money for it. I've said I'm going to deliver. I have to deliver. 
So I've made a little bit of peace with myself in and around that as well. And to your point of what you said earlier on about the kids where you don't know how good you've got it, I kind of say that to myself. It's like, man, no, first world problems. What are you whinging about? What are you complaining about? Just kind of grind it out, grind it out, grit your teeth, get through it. And before you know it, you'll be on the other side of it. So I also, in the process of trying to pursue that passion a little bit more, I've also made a little bit more peace with myself and I never realized I was actually battling with myself so much with a, you know, with a good cop and a bad cop on one on each, each shoulder. And, you know, this person in, whispering in my ears, I don't worry about it, do it later, go and, go and do what you want to do now or do something else or be distracted by something else. And the good one on the other side saying, no, man, you've got to get on with this. You've got to do that. I never realized how much I was actually battling with myself. And that's because I'm not really being true to myself or living my purpose because I'm spending too much time with all of this negativity in my life. And that's really been holding me back as well. Mm. Yeah, well, doing those things every day is obviously a big part of being a better person. Fast forward ten years, and yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just I'm pretty easy going like that, like I've touched on before. But I'm just always trying to learn. And if if there's a new tool out there, I'll try it. And if it doesn't work, but you know, I think just sticking back to if it's moving you towards your goals or away from it, that's all I got, man. Yeah, it's simple. It's good stuff. It's a nice, simple way to live as well. I like it. Rob, we've covered a lot of ground on today's podcast. We always do. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, I want to. I want to add just a, a little bit more. I want to remind listeners that you're not attracting things to you. You're aligning to the things that are of equal vibration to you. You put out vibration in many forms, right? You put that out in your voice as sound waves. That's what's hitting your ears right now. Is our voice through our microphones, through your headphones? You put out vibration via your thoughts and there's many other versions of frequency that you put out every time your heart beats you put out an electromagnetic signal right so just in a soup of electromagnetic energy everywhere and you're not attracting things to you not things are not being pulled to you like a magnet what's happening is you're aligning with the things that are on the same frequency as you you know you can't experience something that you're not the same vibration of and i think that's a really important distinction because everyone talks about the law of attraction and all of this stuff, but you're not attracting anything to you. You're vibrating on a frequency and you're aligning to the things that are on the same frequency as you. You know, in the Navy many years ago, what would happen is the enemy would come after us from an electronic perspective. And in modern day and age, in modern warfare, electronic warfare is absolutely huge. It's really, really big and you would have different versions of jamming. So you could have communication jamming, but most of all, what the enemy would try and do is take your uh, your visuals away from you by jamming your radar. And there's three types of jamming they have. They have spot jamming, barrage jamming, and noise jamming, or smoke jamming is the third one. And depending on where the aircraft is trying to jam a warship, it depends on what sort of jamming that you'll experience. And the, anal- the reason I bring that up is the analogy is that you are probably jamming your own frequency some way. And depending on what's holding you back in your life, that'll be the the version of jamming that you're experiencing. So spot jamming used to be, if you think of a a, a radar scope, a a circle, 360 degrees, you'd be jammed on a particular 
degree between 020 and 050, you couldn't see anything. And the enemy jets would try and fly down there and launch a missile at you. So you might be having just a small thing and, and receiving you know, a spoke, spoke jamming in that sort of element of your life. So I want to just remind people that it's an important distinction that you're not pulling things towards you. You're aligning with the frequency that you are of, but you're also stopping yourself at the same time, which is which is really interesting to me because it's a it's a big distinction. And I think we need to just be more deliberate about what we think about. Too much of our life, I want to reiterate that as well, too much of our life is on autopilot and we're just not mindful enough about what it is that we're doing. If we're more mindful around the things that we do and we say, you'll find more synchronization in your life and things just become easier. And for me, Life is about being in sync because I know what that feels like. I know how good that feels and how easy it is when you're in sync. And you need to get in sync with yourself as an individual before those external things will happen for you. So my hope for today's show is that we were able to share uh, just a little little bit of our philosophy here and how we've managed to reach the crazy, dizzying heights of success that you and I have reached. You know, I'd, I'd just close it out by saying life's meant to be lived and it's meant to be enjoyed and I just want to, I want you to remember that everything is here and now. So make the most of what you've got here and now by living in your passion and letting go of all of the things that are just, just not serving you. What about you, Jamie? Have you got any final thoughts, man? Yeah, man. Well, back to what you said about what you say is either a good or a bad vibration. There's actually an experiment done on YouTube about um, the cooked rice. Have you seen it, Rob? No, I haven't seen it, but you got so, it there on your iPad. Tell yeah, me about so it. I was just trying to find it then. So if you're searching experiment screaming at rice, and what the experiment is, they get three jars of cooked rice. Anyway, equal amounts of rice, all cooked exactly the same, three equal jars. And on each of the jars, on the top of the first one, they write ignore. On the top of the second jar, they write hate. And on the top of the third jar, they write love. Anyway, they have these three jars kept in the cupboard in the dark for I think it's like three months. There's a number of different experiments in terms of length, but the first one, Nothing is said to the jar. The second one, you yell, I hate you every day <laughs> to the, like literally to the rice, to the jar. And the third one, you tell the jar how much you love it. <laughs> and the results are mind boggling. What happens to the rice? So the ignore one perishes a little bit. The hate one goes like moldy green, like worse than the ignore one. And the love one stays white. No way. Yeah, it's it, well, it's, I don't know. I don't know whether it's real or not, but it's there's been thousands of experiments on YouTube where they've done it, and the results are in the results. You know, so it drives home the concept of yeah. the the vibration, whether yeah. that's your voice doing it or your mind doing yeah, it. You're it was, sending those exactly. vibes to and it. And I always say to my kids, I never say I can't afford something or I can't have something. I always say, How can I do it? Yeah, we well, just got to say no such thing as can't, yeah. cold, or sharks. Yeah. <laughs> but I say that myself. I'm like, well, if there's something I want, I never say I can't afford it. I'm like, how can I get that? How can I afford it? What do I need to do to get that? Yeah. It's with everything. I heard Hudson the other day, he's cranky, which is my eldest son. Anyway, he dropped something on the ground at the dinner table and goes, I'm so dumb. I'm like, mate. Don't say that. Don't ever. I don't want to ever hear you say that. Mm. So you start believing it if you say it over and over and over again. And, you know, I suppose it's positive reinsurement, uh, re reinforcement. reinforcement, yeah, reinforcement for your kids. But, yeah, I try and speak positive. But it's what you say 
that you don't say, what you say in your mind as well. Oh, I can't do that. It's whether you actually say it or you think it. It's exactly the same. Well, that's why my kids like the the mind is that powerful. You can close your eyes now and imagine a can of Coke and you can see a can of Coke in your mind straight away. Yeah. So you can imagine whatever you want in your life. Um, and like Brian Tracy says, see it in the mind and you can hold it in your hands. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. That, that's kind of the reason that I wanted to do this podcast with you today is because I think all of us go through these experiences and as an individual, and unless you got yourself squared away, and I don't think you ever get yourself completely squared away, the external part of your life will suffer and you won't get into sync until externally until you get into sync with yourself internally. And I think that's that's a really really important topic that we've covered today, man. It's uh, it's good stuff. Thanks for allowing me to share and uh-huh. um, thanks for, for sharing your side as well, man. Yeah, no worries. And back to the practicing and consistency thing, you know, like you got to be aware if you're thinking a negative thought and correct it because if you do that enough, you'll stop thinking all the negative things and you think of things like, the, like they say, glass is half full. Glass is half empty. Who gives a shit as long as there's fucking something, something in the glass? To drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, it's what you think in your mind. And you can imagine those people that are sadly depressed, you know, what's going through their mind that you can't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I think it's important if you do have a problem, you verbalize it rather than just hold it in your head because I think that can it cause you to implode. So I'm a big believer and I speak to you very openly about what I'm going through and you're the same, you know. So I think it's good to get it out there mm. and get it off your chest. I think it's also good to um, – I wish somebody maybe had identified – my addiction for me a little bit sooner yeah, because uh, it wasn't serving me and it should have been, I mean, we're watching that stuff, you know, what are you listening to that for? Yeah, uh, but most people about? are doing the same thing. Well, that's the problem, right? Well, you come home from work, you turn the news on, you got, there's an hour and a half of news through mm. the bloody, I don't even know what's on the TV, but like there's the bullet, um, what's the- I don't know, I don't have a TV I don't, either. I don't know, some of those shows. <laughs> I'm just getting that from other sources. After Family Feud, there's a few shows, is that even on or whatever it's, you know, there's yeah. like an hour and a half of brainwashing. Yep. Um, as soon as you get home, then you're sitting at the dinner table and then probably talking about what you saw on the news. So <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. All right, man, let's wrap this one up. Jamie, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way? At Pro Image Logical, um, Facebook a little bit, but more Pro Image Logical uh, on Instagram. Same, same via the Instagram worlds, please. Rob.brus77. Any other way to reach uh, Jamie and I is we want to invite you to come on over and join us in the community. And you can find the link right there in the show notes. It's theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash free mate do you have a parting comment uh, i suppose i just said it before see it in your mind and hold it in your hand baby i love it mate great podcast let's get out of here Thanks, Rob. see, see you next time bye Like a f-
fish on land Too far out, dwell in the sand like a fish on land. 